Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives podcast, episode 166. It is me, your host, Evan, here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo. Today, we are talking about the war on Thanksgiving. But before we get started with that, I just want to remind everybody to please visit our website at Empire. <laughs> Sorry, my voice is getting a little weird. I'm trying something new, Gabe. Yeah, so visit our website, EmpireStateConservNetwork.com, for all of our blogs, videos, audio, and merch, which is guaranteed to piss off your liberal neighbor, neighbors and family members more than when you don't wear a mask or when you just state facts. But as we all know, Governor Cuomo has been in the news almost nonstop recently, besides the fact that he was nominated for an, an Emmy, I, which I didn't know they gave Emmys for, you know, murdering a bunch of old people and being the worst governor of all time. But he also apparently is uh, not sure what the term dictator means. So our illustrious Emperor Cuomo thought that a law enforcement officer choosing to not enforce an unconstitutional mandate, not law, he said law, but it's not a law. We'll get into that. An unconstitutional mandate is a dictator. So, um, Gabe, I'm going to let you start with this. Our illustrious Emperor Cuomo, is he just kind of, is he having like, a, I think he's having a temper tantrum. It, it's kind of what it's like, oh, someone said no to me, and now I'm just going to flip out and say a bunch of nonsense. It is the leftist way. So what do you make of all of this, Gabe? I mean, in my opinion, I don't think that this uh, guy understands irony at this point he's literally telling you you can't go places you can't do this you can't go here you can't see your family and when the sheriff when an actual enforcer of the law of his uh you know executive orders says no we're not going to do this somehow we're the ones at fault or the people on the side of liberty are the ones at fault and that's what it's really coming down to uh to whoever says that oh you're just being dramatic you are now being limited from seeing your family members on a, not only a federal holiday, but it's also something that people use for religious observance. It's when people go around, they say a prayer, sometimes there's, they, people go to church or whatever religious services to give thanks. So now you're limiting people on their abilities to do that, but you can still go Black Friday shopping. I mean, go figure. Someone, somewhere you have to try and keep this state afloat. The governor kind of understands that. But... I think. He doesn't really understand it, Gabe. He doesn't really understand it because they're going to shut everything down again. Well, we're going to get to that. I mean, hence why Magneto over here, he's, he's, he's going to call in sick soon because, you know, apparently there's a second wave incoming. But we've been hearing about that. I thought it was supposed to hit in September. But anyways, when it comes to the actual, how shall I say, the Emmy that he's, he's going to get, I think that's not fair. He has an unfair advantage because... All major broadcast networks that were here based out of New York uh, showed it. They played it on television. So, of course, he's going to get a bunch of viewership. Of course, he was taking advantage uh, of the fear that was going on. Do I think he deserves an Emmy? No, he didn't create anything. He just gave updates. By that same standard, why didn't the president get any sort of Emmy for updating the country during a time of crisis, during a global pandemic? Gabe, because President Trump was busy uh, being nominated for Nobel Peace Prizes. Right. I mean, is he actually doing his job? I'm just trying to pick up a win any way I can <laughs> at this point. It's getting a little bit more difficult, but I'm still trying to pick it up somehow. I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous. The fact that this guy doesn't understand, one, what his job is, two, what an executive order actually is, and three, that law enforcement officers are actually supposed to 
not enforce unconstitutional laws and mandates. Their oath is not to the governor. Their oath is not to the state. Their oath is to the constitution of the state and of the United States. So if something is unconstitutional, they're actually not supposed to enforce it. That's not a dictator. He is su he's such a fool. He is the dictator. He is the tyrant. You're telling me how many people I can have over for Thanksgiving? I'm sorry. I will invite people off the street just so I can have more than 10 people. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's so absurd. And then people follow along with it. If he was so good during the lockdown, how come we had the most deaths in the entire country? How come we were having the second wave if everything they did was so good? It clearly didn't work. It's clearly not working. And everything he has done to this state has been a disaster. Let's, let's even just go back. We were $6 billion in debt before coronavirus. When he gave himself a raise to make himself the highest paid governor in the country, and he was about to take the raise again before he started getting called out, we are now $64 billion in debt, and he was about to take another raise. I mean, at least, you know, he's a benevolent dictator. Sometimes he knows when to freeze on the money, the, the money printing machine. Rules for thee, but none for me. I mean, I can't just go in and ask for a raise anytime. I, but then again, I wasn't elected by the people, I suppose. Uh, he's such a scumbag. He really is. He's a complete tyrant, which is why we have Emperor Cuomo shirts available on our website. Use code GABE10, all caps, G-A-B-E, the number 1010. <laughs> if you're going to show, I can show harder uh, for 10% off on all purchases. Um, but I mean, I just don't understand how Cuomo, and I, and I know that people say this from time to, well, all the time at this point, Cuomo gets elected because we allow for him to. And that's why we're going to hit the ground running hard, not only in the city elections, but in the upcoming state election as well, because people like him need to go. He's been a cancer uh, to New York State. Him and de Blasio are both useless. Thank God at least one of them has a term limit. So They're worse than useless, though. They are detrimental to the state. Well, 300,000 people recently left. Like, it, on, it, on it, Manhattan, they're poof, gone. It's really ridiculous because not only have they destroyed the city, New York City and New York State economically, they have destroyed the safety that we enjoyed through bail reform and all these other things. They've literally taken everything that New York was doing well and have completely just shoved it down the toilet. They have ruined the state from top to bottom. It's 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 amazing. And then you have these people going, oh, well, he was so reassuring during these press conferences. He was full of shit. I watched his press conferences. He would talk for half an hour and not say anything. He's a, he's a political machine. He's a master manipulator. He never says anything of substance. He doesn't because he doesn't have anything to stand on. He has no policies that have ever been good for this state. He has no policies that even helped during COVID. None of this stuff works. None of this stuff worked. How we how we have the biggest death count in the entire country. Per capita as well. Also, and per capita. So it's not even just numbers. It's also per capita. It's just like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And people are like, oh my God, he should run for president. Really? He should run for president? It's like the left is so tone deaf. And, and they so know how to protect blinded. their own. They know yeah, how to protect their own. They're so blinded that they think someone who presided over the state also now with one of the, bi the biggest budget deficits in the nation, if not the biggest. And the highest rate of coronavirus deaths per capita and actual numbers. And our state has been completely destroyed. And, and you think this guy should be president? It's, it's insane. It's, there is nothing, nothing that he has done 
that gives me any inkling that he could be anything. He can't even be a governor. This is the problem. He can't even do his job that he has now. It's like the Obama thing. Oh, Obama made me feel so good when he talked. Okay, that's not a qualification for being president. Right. The qualification for being governor is not, oh, you gave such nice press conferences. It made me feel so much better. What? Do something. Do your job and understand what your job is. And he doesn't even understand that. He mm -hmm. thinks that his job as governor is the same thing Obama thought his job as president was. Obama decided he was going to sit behind the desk and write out a bunch of executive orders and push stuff through like that and make a bunch of mandates and ask Congress to push them through after. That's not the way the job works. Emperor Cuomo is not, he's not an actual emperor. He's not an actual king. He can't just make laws. Executive orders are suggestions, essentially. If they are not enforced, they essentially don't exist. Mm. No, very true. And I, I the, the solution is not making people feel better about themselves because that doesn't actually solve anything. What does it do? What, what have we learned? We've learned that you have now made fear virtuous. You've made it a good quality to have. The more fearful, the more fearful you are, the more respect you have. That's why if you're ever on the MTA, which is run by uh, largely by New York State, uh, they have those signs that if you wear a mask, everybody smiles. The irony is, and I guess this is what they were going for, you can't see the actual person smile. You don't. You're you're seeing people devoid of actual, you know, human contact decently because everyone's now so afraid to get close to each other. And I find it very funny that. I walk outside without a mask, especially if I am in a, you know, walking down the street without any population uh, or a high volume of people. And I see these genuine people walking around with their face mask by their chin. And then they'll flash me a dirty look and shove that freaking mask up past their nose, almost covering their eyes. And I'm like, what, what for? What, what, what are you doing that for? Who are you lying to? You're lying to yourself? Because obviously you didn't care when you were just walking. Now you just see me and I'm already, I'm staying clear from you because I don't know what the hell you have. But that's the thing. No matter how many press conferences this guy gave, it didn't solve anything. No Why does he think that if we do this again, if we go, remember, two weeks to stop the spread, we were all on board. We were all doing our part. But now this is going to be the time that's actually going to solve everything. And I can guarantee you, they're going to allow for Black Friday to happen because they're going to be like, oh, this was a super spreader. Thanksgiving is a super spreader. They already saying by December 1st, we might go into another lockdown. If you really think that this is going to be the worst end-all be-all for the state and for the city, then why are you stop not stopping Black Friday? Listen, I wouldn't stop it. But then again, I'm on the side of letting businesses actually survive so that people don't have to file for unemployment and trying to keep this almost de or, well, this derailing train somewhat on track. But no, Cuomo doesn't want that. He wants the ability to say that 20,000 people overnight got coronavirus because they went to Thanksgiving dinner. Show me the evidence. These come up with these arbitrary numbers out of nowhere and say, oh, well, last night, thousands of people got coronavirus. I didn't see thousands of people waiting online to get tested. And what people aren't understanding is if we have zero cases the day before and the next day we have one case, that's a 100% increase. So the media technically isn't lying when you say, oh, well, coronavirus cases have gone up 100%. But if when you look at the actual number, it's like, oh, two people got it. That's a shame. But it's like 200% increase, 300% increase. So you look at that and the amount of people that are actually recovering from this and you're like, oh, well, it's not the worst thing ever. We're sure. Keep continue to do your part if that's your prerogative, but don't 
try and destroy other people's livelihoods with these $50,000 fines. Don't try and destroy other people's uh, lives by calling the cops on them, which is something that New York City Mayor um, Cuomo, uh, de Blasio wanted to do. Straight up Gestapo. That is literally Nazi exactly. Germany. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. But this is the problem. <laughs> you said it. They made fear of virtue. So the more afraid you are, the better person you are. So anything you do is justified. If I call the cops on my neighbor, if I go up and yell at someone in the street, it's justified. And they've been doing this with everything. Everything. Oh, mm -hmm. Trump's a racist. So anything you do against a Trump supporter is justified because you have to fight back by any means necessary. And they are trying to justify bad behavior. But it's not even just I think he has a bigger game. I think the reason why they're so quick to lock everything down is because he is still waiting on that bailout because he ran the state into the ground. Again, six billion dollars in debt. Before coronavirus, when we had a record high economy in this country, New York State was still $6 billion in debt because of ridiculous spending by the state for people who do not work. That is what happened to our state. And he will hold us hostage and they will shut us down over and over again until they get a bailout. And listen, the election is not over. We are still waiting on legal challenges. But should Joe Biden somehow, God forbid, make it into the White House, which again, it can happen. I'm not saying it can't, but we don't know what's going to happen yet. I guarantee he'll write that check. And then Andrew Cuomo will be like, look, I saved the state. I saved all these lives. And meanwhile, we had the highest amount of deaths in the country. And look, we also got the state back on track. No, no, you didn't. Someone wrote you a check. That's like if I had $50,000 of credit card debt and I had a rich uncle who just wrote me a check for $50,000. I didn't do anything. Someone else did it for me. And I don't learn my lesson. And this is the problem with, again, when people ask me, why don't you like Democrats? It comes down to their philosophy. They think they can tax and spend their way into prosperity and into creating this uto Democrat utopia. And well, just for clarification, we're talking about more so of the activists and the candidates and the people that actually try and hold some minute uh, portion of power. Uh, yes, not the average person who's right. just a Democrat. I'm talking about people who actually hold office. They, they, this is that's how they operate. And if you don't like that, you shouldn't be voting for Democrats. It's not a virtue contest. It's the government. And there was a video out of Buffalo. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I don't know. Gabe hasn't seen it. But um, these two sheriffs went in with I think it was a code enforcement officer. Um, there was a, a gym on privately owned property and they weren't wearing masks. And she went in and they told her she had to leave that she was on private property. And the sheriff said she's only doing her job. And they're like, well, you need to do your job because she is on. She's now trespassing. I have told her five times she is not welcome here. And the people in the gym banded together and they shouted, get out at them until the two sheriffs left and the code enforcement officer left. And one of the guys said something very important. She said, oh, I'm, I'm just worried about your health. He goes, it's not your job to worry about my health. It's not the government's job to worry about our health. This is the problem, is that the left has convinced their entire base that it's the government's job to look after the well-being of every single member of this country. That's not their job. Their job is to protect our rights and to protect our borders and to provide some sort of infrastructure. Their job is not to make sure that every single one of us is living our healthiest life, because if that was their job, they're still failing at it because when all these mandates came down, and I've said this a million times, how many times did someone tell you how to boost your immune system from the government? 
How many times did they talk to you about getting enough vitamin D? How much did they talk to you about changing your diet so that you were living a healthier lifestyle? The answer is zero. Well, how about this? You said something very important. One of the number, I think it's like the number one killer in the United States uh, happens to be obesity. It's not, not even the killer, it's just a huge problem. People are out of shape, people are overweight. So if they really cared about people's health, they wouldn't have shut down the freaking gym. And they wouldn't have tried to shut down the gym at that time too, trying to enforce stuff. Guess what? It's, it's not the worst thing to get some exercise. And when you have people that want to be able to live their life, let them be able to live their life. And if you think that, and it's all about just doing your part. A huge issue is that the United States is probably one of the most depressed states, uh, sorry, the, the most depressed country in the world. So many more people are now falling victim to depression, which is a, which is a mental illness, into suicidal tendencies, into vices such as alcoholism, into drug addiction, uh, drug abuse. So many people are falling into this category now, and the elderly are also becoming more decrepit because they're lacking something that humans, ba a basic need for humans to function properly, which is social interaction. You're lacking that. You're also taking out the humanistic aspect of, of people by installing that, uh, that um, virtue of fear. And what do you get? You get a society that is becoming more and more decrepit, like Joe Biden's memory. So for me, I don't see how any of this is really going to be helping us. I understand that you feel bad, and I'm sure the, these officers think that they're doing their job. But I'd rather you catch the criminal who was breaking into stores, who was breaking into people's homes, harassing others, assaulting others. I'd rather you get that person off the streets. Than but Gabe, the problem you. is that they're not doing their job, though. This is the problem, because their job is to uphold the Constitution. That's the oath that you swear when you join the military, when you join law enforcement to uphold the Constitution. And if you're in New York State, it's the New York State Constitution and the Constitution of the United States of America. It is not your job to enforce unconstitutional laws, just like when they don't enforce the SAFE Act. That is them doing their job. If they are enforcing the SAFE Act, that's them not doing their jobs. And I'm just doing my job is no longer a valid excuse because when you say you're just doing your job and you're violating people's rights, you are now not doing your job. Your job is to protect the rights of the people. That is the, the entire government's job is to protect the rights of the people. We do not live under a monarchy. We do not live in a police state. This is not Nazi Germany as close as we are getting to things that will resemble the Third Reich. We are not living in that time. Law mm -hmm. enforcement, the government, their job is to protect our rights so we can live our lives. Not mm -hmm. to baby us, not to tell us what to do, not to tell us how many people we're allowed to have over for Thanksgiving. That's not their job. That is officially not their job. And you know how I know that? Because I've read the United States Constitution and I've read the New York State Constitution. That is officially not their job. <laughs> well, you know, I think that these officers, if they want to do their job... Uh, properly should be checking in on the people that are writing these laws because it's seeming more and more to be rules for thee and none for me. And honestly, it's getting a bit tiring to see all of these politicians slip up. Remember, de Blasio said, no one go outside. Don't go out anywhere if you don't need to go somewhere. And he's taking a walk in the park with his wife without a mask. Uh, he's Sorry, he's been caught without a mask. Uh, Cuomo has been caught without a mask and not social His drug addict daughter has been out protesting every single event with, you know, there are pictures of her wearing no shirts with just tape over her nipples. You know, she doesn't need to go out. You know, I mean, I guess you can't, you can't have heroin delivered to a uh, Gracie mansion, allegedly. Allegedly. And I mean, 
I had Check. to. I had to. It's ridiculous. These people are such. They're such jackasses. They are, and they talk about how they're. Oh, the Republicans just don't want. You know, they don't like poor people. They don't want. You know, they're elitist. The Democrats are the biggest elitists in the country. It's always rules for the enough for me. How many times did they catch Cuomo out without a mask? His brother got caught without a mask. The New Jersey governor, all of these Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, every single one of them gets caught violating the rules that they are trying to put on the American people. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm mistaken, but I think that it was also Frito that was still with the virus, but he was out biking, and that's when people caught him. And that's yeah. when he got all aggressive, yeah. Uh, and most recently, Mr. Newsom over in California, the uh, the Mussolini, if you will, of the United States. Him and Cuomo are like competing to be the world's biggest jackasses. It's amazing. Yeah, well, it's going to be hard to beat our guy, you know, because yeah. his, his is a family dynasty, you know. They've been uh, jackasses for centuries. Yeah, we've got, you know, bridges named after. Anyways. <laughs> oh, God. It's the Tappan Zee Bridge. I don't care what anyone says. I will fight to the death. That is the Tappan Zee Bridge. It is not the Mario Cuomo Bridge. That is nonsense. <laughs> well, Newsom was recently, uh, I think uh, like a couple of days ago, he was caught having a, uh, a dinner party with 12 people. Oh, my God. Someone should have called the police. SWAT should have busted in the door. The National Guard should have surrounded the area and set up a quarantine zone. And just blasted it with UV rays because it was it was a super thank you it was a super spreader event. <laughs> and what happened? Once these pictures finally got out, Newsom got up there and said, "You know what? It was wrong of me to do that. I should have just gone home, turned around in my car, and not shown up." Pendejo, that was your dinner party. You set it up. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If you really wanted to go home. You should have done it. But no, you had to have your meeting with lobbyists, environmental lobbyists at that. Gabe, other so, people. Gabe is so angry he's speaking Spanish. Oh, yes, I get my, my little Speedy Gonzalez comes in. But honestly, you, you, you would have just gone home. You, you should have just gone home. Don't lie and act like, oh, well, that's what I would have done. Because if you were a true leader, people say, oh, well, Trump isn't a real leader. Andrew Cuomo and people like Newsom and presidents before Trump, they've taken ownership of their actions. Yeah, once they, they mess up, then sure. But not when you're driving to the place like, well, no one's probably going to catch me because, you know, it's, it should be a private dinner party. No one's going to take a pick. Fuck. Did, did Obama and Hillary take, uh, take ownership of Benghazi yet? I mean, Biden hasn't either, but, you know, it's only just our nation's finest that are laying down their lives for people that at some points don't really care about them. It, it, it's just it's really it's really frustrating. And the fact that you have a group of people who are still putting they still put them up on a pedestal. They still put. Listen, I when we started this podcast, I told I told Peter when we started that, listen, I'm a fan of President Trump. But when he does something wrong, I'm going to call him out. When, he put, when they put through these red flag gun laws, I'm going to call them out. I don't like them. I think it's bad. When he put the bump stock ban, I'm going to call them out. But at the end of the day, you can support someone and still call them out. And I wanted to talk about the Tucker Carlson thing a little bit that you brought up. Okay. Is that people have decided that everything needs to be a war, right? So we had Tucker Carlson who wanted, um, what's her name? Sydney Powell? Sydney Powell, yes. Sydney Powell to give out all the information that she has off the Dominion voting systems that they're going to court with. And people were like, oh, he's calling her out. He's, he's, he's flipping sides. No, he's not. He's doing his job. Guy's a talk show. He's on TV. He wants the information so he can disseminate it to his audience. 
which is fine. You know, City Powell said, I'm not, you know, we're going to court. You don't give away your entire court strategy. This is not them on them fighting. This is them having two different views of the situation and operating differently. Mm-hmm. It, and not everything is the end of the world. People lost their minds over Lindsey Graham fist bumping Kamala Harris. Like, mm-hmm. it, these people work together. This is why I always tell people, in Washington, they laugh at us when we march in the streets and we're fighting in the streets with each other. Because at the end of the day, they, it's a game to all of them. At the end of the day, they go home and they go home with their paycheck. And honestly, most of them, they're coworkers. So it's either they get along or they don't get along. They don't hate each other. They don't. It's the same thing in sports, right? Everyone got mad when LeBron James, who sucks and I can't stand him, was all friendly with Dwayne Wade during whatever game it was. And they were like, oh, I don't know why are they friendly? Because at the end of the day, it's a job for them. When you're a fan, when you're a part of when you're part of a grassroots movement, it's not a job for you. It's what you want to see out of your country. When it's what you want to see out of your team. It means so much more when you're on the sidelines when you don't have that control, when you're just pushing and trying to support somebody. But at the end of the day, these people are at work. So it's not, oh my God, Lindsey Graham's a traitor. No, I don't know why he fist bumped her. Maybe she said a funny joke. Should he, should he have stabbed her in the face? Like, what do people want out of this? We have to, we have to be the side that just is coherent and is just not completely insane because the left is so nuts that the people in the middle are not going to see the difference between the right and the left. We need to be that difference. We need to show them, hey, no, this is how you operate. And that's mm-hmm. how we get more people coming over. This is the issue. And this is where I actually lost a couple of followers over this. And people were very upset telling me about, you know, not accepting communism. And I said, this has nothing to do with communism. I said that I stand with Tucker Carlson. And people were saying, oh, well, he's shown his true colors. He works for Fox News, the uh, like Guy Fox or, you know, like the fake version, uh, not actual, you know, news or integrity. And I said, well, of course he works for Fox News. What do you think is on the ticker? It says Fox News. He's also a journalist. So he might be right-leaning. He might be a right-leaning journalist. I think that for the majority of the time, he's covered things with you know integrity. There's a reason why he has the number one show. But we also have to realize something. We've turned so populist. And I understand that Trump did that. And I respect the man. And I'll call him out when I do. When you know, Obviously, I care about the man. But I'll call him out when it's necessary. Because it's not right when you elevate people to such a high status and you're like, this is the champion of the people. And you're doing that to anyone who agrees with you, that the second that they don't agree with you, you knock them off the pedestal. And the next thing that happens is you want to cancel them. You want to do everything that that the Democrats have been doing. We cheer whenever Tucker Carlson goes after Democrats and he goes after them and he goes hard and he digs into what their beliefs and ideas are and he wrecks them and he destroys them. We cheer when Ben Shapiro does the same. But as soon as they criticize or begin to criticize stuff that we believe in, then I see people start to melt. Because no one can, they put, they put, they give this impossible standard. It is impossible for anyone, especially a politician, but for anyone to always do the right thing or to always have everyone agree with them. Why? Because even Gabe and I don't agree on every single issue. So if Gabe and I are talking and Gabe says one thing I disagree with, do I now kick Gabe off the show? I mean, I might. It is my show. Gabe, don't you forget that. But I'm not going to do that. And it's the same thing with when I listen to Shapiro. If he says some stuff that I don't really agree with, I go, that's his viewpoint. I don't have to agree with it. 
It's the same thing when I listen to any other podcast. If I listen to Crowder, if I, you know, I've been going through audiobooks. There's some stuff that I don't really agree with. There's some stuff I don't really want to hear about. You know what I do? I ignore it. Because at the end of the day, if someone is on the same side as me, if we're on the side of freedom, if we're on the side of the Constitution, if we're on the side of the people, those are the people that need to band together. We're never going to agree on everything. Mm-hmm. I think I went to the uh, Port Washington um, Republican Club meeting with Vicky um, before Election Day. And I was speaking to the woman who's the president of it. And as you guys know, we had Dave Franklin on the show. Unfortunately, as of now, he has not won his race. So we're still stuck with Anna Kaplan, which sucks. But she's talking to me. And she's like, I love listening to your show. She's like, but you're so much more conservative than me. She's like, I'm so much more moderate than you. And I'm like, that's fine. And she's like, but I still love listening to the show. And that's what it is. You can't, you're going to hear things that you don't agree with. You can't be a snowflake. We can't be what the we can't do what the left does and melt down every time you disagree with somebody. We're we also we, we can't do that. We're also not a homogenous society. We're not a monolith. We've pride we've prided ourselves for so long with being and this is what I said. I said think critically and people got offended like what do you mean I am thinking critically? No, you're not. No, you're because, you're you're, cri- you're being critical of someone, but you're not thinking critically. Yes, and you've now reached a critical mass where you're now just on a war path. I don't think that Lindsey Graham is going to be like that fist bump automatically is like a sign to like the deep state or the new world order, whatever the heck that you guys are saying that he's on their side. No, guess what? In a regular everyday job, especially if you talk politics, there are going to be people who don't, that you don't agree with and you don't like, but guess what? You have to go home at the end of the day and you have to go to work the next day and make money or do what it is that you have to do. And there's something called common courtesy. Guess what? I'm not going to hate you because you have a difference of opinion. Guess what? Ideas are revolutionary. And if we're able to have civil discourse, a reasonable discussion, what happens? New ideas are formed. A potential to actually move forward on an issue and create something, a possible solution, and move forward with that. And that's what happens. So when people are saying, well, I don't like cancel culture, but are then canceling people on our side, that's complete irony. And guess what? I got a little bit of internet fame because I was standing up to people who were trying to cancel the most pro- um, prosperous Hispanic American uh, company that the United States has seen. So what did I do? I danced with a can of Goya beets because they were trying to be canceled. So by that standard, should I have just bent knee to the mob that said that they should be canceled? No. And don't attack people who have been largely on our quote side. There's no reason for it. I think that we should always be setting the example when other people do not. Take the high road. And it's very difficult. But guess what? Doing the right thing is also extremely difficult. And you need to show people, if you want to see major change, start with yourself. And if you start to show people that you're okay to talk to them, if they have a radical difference of opinion than you, then guess what? You did something that they that they weren't able to do, and they might be more open to listening to you, and you might be able to reach a point where it doesn't have to be so hostile or volatile. It it, it really we need to people need to calm down. Just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean it needs to be a fight. And again, we've been over this a million times. Stop calling for people on the left to be canceled, for people on the left to be censored. We don't want that. We want to be better than them because we are better than them. If we resort to their tactics of cancel culture, we become them. And that's not what we are. 
I've said this a million times on the show. Louis Farrakhan is a complete piece of garbage. He's an anti-Semitic, hate-mongering piece of garbage. The word I really want to use, I can't say because I don't want us to get kicked off of every platform. It starts with an S. It ends with a T. Okay? I'm trying to curse less people, all right? But I still don't think that he should be banned from social media. Because in this country, we have a thing called the First Amendment. We have freedom of speech. And he can say whatever hateful, disgusting, and garbage things he wants. And guess what I get to do? I get to speak against him. Too many people only want to hear what they want to hear. And that's the problem. Would it be amazing if no, if we just got to live essentially in a constitutional conservative slash libertarian paradise? That'd be amazing. It's never going to happen. You're never going to have every single person with the same beliefs. It's not. That's not the way the world works. It's not the way humanity works, which is why the left will fail always in the end, because that's what they want. They want everyone to believe exactly everything the way that they want them to believe. And that's why they push people to the right. We have to be better than them. You have to speak out against people. Listen, Tucker Carlson, if he says something I don't like, I'll talk out against him. But I'm not going to call for the guy to be canceled because he has different different opinion of strategy than a, law, than a lawyer who's operating a case. It's the same thing that I'm not going to go after Ben Shapiro if he criticizes something that President Trump does. That's his right. That's what he gets paid to do. He gets paid to give his give his analysis of what's going on in politics. And he is directly funded by people with his yeah. subscription to the Daily Wire. And so if you, you don't like listening. it, don't listen. That's it. Why should he lose his job? Because you don't like one thing that he said about the president. Mm-hmm. Well, and that- it's the same thing libertarians, they go, well, I'm not voting for Trump because of red flag laws. Really? You're going to be that one issue voter. Look at what Joe Biden. It's like, look at what Joe Biden's going to do. He's gonna he's gonna try to take he's gonna say that he's gonna try to take all your guns with his guns are beta or work. And but you don't tax, like red flag laws. And huge tax uh, he's going to impose huge taxes so that it's gonna be very difficult for the average consumer to be able to afford them. So it's a lot of just limiting here. And when it comes to the idea of it all, when it comes to the idea of canceling people, you're not you're you're in you're gonna try and ruin their life. And I don't want it to be, because this is something I read, like, oh, well, guess what? I'm switching to Newsmax and everything. And that's your right to do whatever. Do what it is that you want. Support support other uh, businesses. But I'm never going to watch them again because I'm going to uh, show them the power of the MAGA movement. It was never to do that. It was never to actually just try and destroy other people's ability to continue. Now, sure, Tucker is going to be well off for a long time. And honestly, if you really don't want to get your news from opinion-based uh, anchors or journalists, Turn or whatever the it is. News. <laughs> not only that, but read the documents yourself, read yeah. the legal documents yourself, go to primary source documents, whenever you can find them and make your own opinion, speak out against it, make a video, do what we do. It's not that difficult, but at the same time, don't just try and destroy things. Oh, just don't, don't go on a giant war path. That's really yeah. all I got to say. You're hundred percent right. And Pete, we, again, I'm going to say this again because people need to hear it. We need to be better than the left. We are already, our ideals are already better. We are already right. Okay. Because we follow the laws of the land, which is the constitution. That's what we're following. That's what we base off our ideals, right? We stand for liberty. We stand for equality. We stand for actual justice, not social justice, which is a made up term. Okay. The term justice means in accordance with the law. So in accordance with the constitution, 
We have that. Everyone has equal protection under the law. Okay. We already know this, but we need to be better. We can't be whining babies because then it's just two sets of whining babies yelling at each other. We need to be the adults in the room. We do. And we don't, that doesn't mean that we stand down when someone tries to pick a fight with us. Someone comes up to you in the street and takes a swing at you, defend yourself, right? But it doesn't mean that we go out picking fights with people. We do things the right way. And if it comes down to it, when you need to throw, if you need to throw hands or something heavier, you do it. But you don't go picking fights. We need to be the adults in the room. That's it. We do. Because the left is full of children. They cry and they scream and then someone gives them their way. And if we do the same thing, then guess what? It, it The whole message is lost. It is. And it's going to split the right. It's going to split it. Because you're going to have people leaving the right to form their own movement. And guess what? The left is still going to be building and the right's going to be split. And then we will lose everything. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, that's why I asked the question when I hosted the show. I was like, are we Trumpers or are we conservative Republicans? Because if we just stick to one person now i agree with the america first movement but if we start to segregate ourselves from the overall republican party uh or the conservative ideology or philosophy then we cannot we're not going to win another election if people want to make their own uh, own political party which is their god-given right to do so here in this country yeah, as much you're, as you're going to split the two-party system this is what we're living in so right now it needs to be all hands on deck until the democrat party is either destroyed or reforms itself to become a moderate left party, which is not likely. And if you want to actually change your party, get involved. Go on the county committee. Go on the state committee. Get involved that way. Don't scream on Facebook because no one's going to listen to you there. Scream in the chamber. Scream on the, in the inside of it. Make some noise there. Gather support. If you really want to do this, you need to put in the work and get involved. There is no reason to just sit here, cry about it on Twitter, get a couple of likes because it's a dopamine rush, and then just sit there and cry or get angry and rage again when nothing changes. People need to actually put in the work and not just leave it up to other people to do it for them. Contact your local representative. Get involved with, their, get involved with them. See what they're up to and influence them and let them know. That's why they are there. That is specifically why they are there, to listen to the constituents. It's not their fault if no – well. I'd say, I'd say they should do some outreach on their own. I think they should be doing a lot of outreach on the communities. But again, if you want to label yourself as this self-starter, go to, you know, if, if you can't move them, if you can't, uh, you know, move the mountain, go right through it, destroy it and get to the source. A hundred percent game. I think that's a good place to stop. Again, people, we need to be the change. We need to be the adults in the room. We need to set the example and we need to never stop pushing back against the left. And that is what we are here to do. So guys, make sure that you visit our website once again at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com for all of our shows, blogs, and merch. All of that, which we do, goes back into fighting leftist tyranny in New York with our Make America Armed Again hoodie and our Guns and Freedom hat. We have a lot of really great stuff. My hat, my shirt, the shirt that Gabe never wears, okay? All of those things go back into helping us change New York because regardless, again, regardless of what happens with this presidential election, the fight is not over. It will never be over until this state is fixed. We are pushing back 100% all the time. Make sure that you, you know, if you support people who are fighting, we're fighting. Make sure that you support people like Firearms Policy Coalition, Gun Owners of America. These are people who are actively filing lawsuits to go after tyrannical, unconstitutional laws. 
We need to support people in the movement. It can't just be, I'm screaming about it on Twitter. I got, like Gabe said, I got 50 likes. Like we, it can't, we can't do that. We will lose. But Gabe, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on uh, social media? All right. So as always, you can find me on Instagram at Baron, uh, B-A-R-O-N dot Montalvo. Uh, on Twitter, Baron underscore Montalvo. And on uh, the Facebook, on the search box, on the pages tab, there we go. Type in Gabriel Montalvo, my page will come up right there. Uh, send me a message. Let's chat, do whatever. Uh, and if you support the Hispanic conservative movement, please uh, feel free to check out the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. And if you're in New York, type in New York chapter afterwards. Look up RNHA New York on all social media. Happy to help and uh, willing to get more involved. Also, I know this is a really big shill, uh, long shill moment, but the New York and Republicans Gala is rapidly approaching on December 8th with keynote speaker Governor Sarah Palin, as well as uh, some remarks given by James O'Keefe. So very good uh, people to listen to. Get your tickets now before they sell out. And that's enough shilling for me. Thank you very much. All right, guys. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives. I'm pretty sure we're still shadow banned, but uh, one post got a little bit of interaction. So hopefully hopefully that shadow ban expired and they didn't realize it yet. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on all audio podcast platform at Empire State Conservatives or Empire State Conservative Network. Either one of those will show up with our podcast. Make sure you like, rate, subscribe, share this podcast, share it with New York conservatives, share it with people in the middle. Should just let people know that we are not giving up. We will not lay down and die. I refuse to allow this state to crumble any further. It's, it's just, I can't, I'm not running away. I'm not going anywhere because eventually there'll be nowhere left to run. So, you know, the time to stand and fight is right now. So for that, everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Make sure you have more than 10 people and don't let fear Take your freedom.